brief. Keep it toy. Keep it brief. <clears throat> Keep it toy. Talking about toy nups. <laughs> I've been hashtagging things toy nups. As you should. I don't know that people are aware enough about that. Well, if they're not, then don't invite them to your wedding. <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> Everyone must be briefed on toy nups before you come can come to this wedding. That's my opinion. Gross. Here comes the bride, all dressed in. Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Hey. Hi. Welcome to my wedding industrial complex. You're Liz. And you're Tegan. Oh, thank you. And also, today we have a very special guest. <laughs> I say this like he has never been on the show You've before. You've never heard of him. You don't He's know who he new. is. He's a mystery man. You've never met him. We're going to get you to guess. He's Liz's side piece. My side piece? <laughs> I'm not cool enough to have gotten a side piece. Let's just be real. It's not that I want one. I'm I like, I'm just not cool enough. <laughs> well, I don't even dream those dreams. <laughs> it's Damon. It's Liz's fiance, Damon. He's here. I'm getting married to this man. Hello. <laughs> Damon, why do we bring you here? Why? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just got home. <laughs> he did just get home. Uh, also, that sounds like a threat. Why do you think we brought you why here? Why do you think we brought you here, Damon? Do you have something you want to tell me? Do you have something you want to share with the class? I had to work today. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you guys are being really mean. I just came here to have a good time. <laughs> I'll catch up. You just we'll start the episode up. and I'll be right oh, there. Oh, you get like warmed yeah. up with us? Okay. Uh, this is a wedding podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. Oh, I forgot about that tagline. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Sometimes We have too many taglines. Sometimes we say them, sometimes we don't. It's a fucking mystery. Get on the ride. Don't tell me what to do. Uh... This episode, I thought, and Damon gamely agreed, that we would maybe talk about uh, couples counseling. Hell yeah. Uh, counseling. <laughs> Specifically the premarital kind, because there's like, you can go get couples counseling uh, if you guys are having a hard time, or there's like a big thing in your life that you're trying to like prepare for, and this is, this is the second one. We're getting married soon. And we had some religious friends who, like, getting married in a church means you have to get counseling before you get right, married. Right, you have to, like, talk to your priest about it. Yeah, or, like, whatever, like, church-approved yeah. guru kind of thing. And um, uh, for us, neither of us are particularly religious, so we thought we would go talk to a licensed, met, uh, a licensed marital family therapist, an LMFT, about nice. uh, our, like, upcoming... Like, tighten ups, yeah. Tighten ups, <laughs> tighten ups. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is fantastic because, as people who know me in real life will know, <clears throat> I am the type of person who is like, any fucking reason, go to therapy. Yeah, go, go talk to, to a personal. Go talk to a counselor. Go talk to a therapist. Fucking who cares? Get go do it to a therapist. Get thee to a therapist. Therapy is great for any and all reasons, and you don't need to feel weird about it because and you don't need to justify. Like you don't have to prove that you deserve to be there. You deserve to go. Right. Like, being a person is hard, and there are people whose job it is to talk to you and make it seem slightly less hard. Yeah. And, like, why not do that yeah, if, if you can? the resources available to you. Yeah, uh, if it is something that is feasible for you, like, from a from an insurance and, like, money standpoint, yeah. 
I think it is great. And I think that even if it seems like it is not feasible to you from that standpoint, do some Googling because there are a lot of places that charge on like a sliding scale. Yeah, and there's like um, grad students who are looking for like they get experience that way, but they're not like any less qualified. Right, they're just like like, not quite licensed. Right, so they're like more affordable options, sometimes free. Um, it's, it's sort of like sort of like going your, to the Aveda school for your hair, for your but for your brain. Yeah, you're always gonna get a good haircut. It's just right. like they're not paying, they're not charging you the money for it yet because they're not done with school. Exactly. Um, yes, I think therapy is very important, and I think uh, that both of us, Damon, I hope you agree, thought it was like a good idea for us to get on the same page about like stuff that like, we have a very good relationship. I feel like and. Uh, talk about things often, but there was stuff about our relationship that I think that we were maybe taking for granted about how we dealt with and wanted to talk to someone as like a third party mediator to understand our tendencies a little bit better and get to know each other a little bit better that way. Does that sound right? Yes. Great. Before (coughs) moving on, (laughs) yoke to one another. Yeah. It's just like, it's a lot to get married to a person, you know? Yeah, no, I think that um, to me it was more about building a toolbox than uh, necessarily tackling like any one thing in particular. Yeah. And just like having somebody review like the way that we communicate and the things that we say to one another um, when we are experiencing distress or needing to communicate something that could lead to a potential conflict, things like that. Yeah. So... Exploring all of that in ways that, in a, in a preemptive space that mm, we didn't need to feel like there was any, like... Like we weren't dealing with a problem. We weren't, at, yeah, we, exactly. We weren't actively dealing with a problem, so we were able to tack, tackle things in a more abstract way than you would if you were actually navigating the problem itself, primarily, mm-hmm. and then also trying to figure out how to talk about it. Yeah. Um, In progress. Which is another reason, if you are a single person, to go talk to a therapist. Even if you feel like you are in a good space, it's often nice to talk to someone who can help you out, uh, build structures up, so that when you are in a bad space, you have some tools available to you and things don't feel so bad. Exactly. Because that was the thing. And like, then I promise I'll let you guys talk about actual couples (laughs) counseling. We'll talk about marriage and stuff. As a specific (laughs) thing. But like, that was a thing that I always thought about for a very long time before I started seeing a therapist regularly was like... I would be in distress about something and go like, I need to see a therapist. Like I really think I would benefit from seeing a therapist. And then as soon as I felt better, I would be like, oh, I don't actually need to see a therapist because I feel better now. Right. As opposed to being like, ah, maybe I should go talk to someone to build up a set of tools to help me be better equipped to deal with these kinds of feelings the next time they happen. Yeah. Cause they'll happen again. Cause I'm a person living a life. Yeah. Life you gets know? stressful and scary and sad sometimes. And it's always helpful to have like someone, it's someone who is objectively in your corner to help you out. Right. Um, but also is not someone that is so close to you that they're going to be biased and just tell you what you want to hear. Like right. they're rooting well, for you, but they're not going to bullshit you. Yeah. And they're also not going through the same thing as you. So like people who are right. often close to you can like feel, and I think that's something that helps a lot with a marriage therapist. Like the two of you, like in a couple are going through the same thing together and often, um, so there's this like theory of like how you spread, um, how you share your like hurt feelings or trauma or whatever with people in your like circle of friends. If you are helping someone 
who is going through a trauma or you're going through it together, you don't want to lean on them because that's like dumping in into your like inner circle. You want to dump your problems out to like people outside that circle who aren't as closely affected by it. So you lean in and support the people who are further into the circle of whatever happened and dump your problems back out. And a therapist is a person who's totally outside of it. Right. And can just be there to be supportive. That's their job. Like literally that's what they get. Like literally. Yeah. (laughs) Your insurance will take, will give them money because they are there to do that for you. And I think with like a marriage counselor, especially it's very helpful to have someone who, when you can see your side of things and your partner can see their side of things, this third person can be like, both of you are right. Here's how you get on the same page. (laughs) Totally. Cause I think sometimes, especially like if you're having, if you're dealing with something difficult or like if you're having some sort of difficulty communicating, even if ultimately like the place that you're going to end up in is the same and you're going to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like we, we both understand this. It's sometimes very difficult to like think that that will happen or mm-hmm. to like not feel defensive or to feel like we're all in this together. And you know, it's just cause that's how stress works. And sometimes you're just like, it's just, it's me and no one understands. And yeah. Everyone's mean. <laughs> right. And, and they're I think bad. That, yeah. I think that it's, it's really, it's important to know those things about yourself. And I think that like, it's generally important to learn more about yourself as a person and the way that you deal with things and the way that you cope with stress and the way that you function in the world um, in order to be a better partner to your partner. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for your partner to do that for you. And then subsequently, I think it is great for you guys to do that with each other. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like, um, I feel like I learned through this counseling that like Damon and I, you and I are separate people and we are also a thing together. And that like coming at problems as our separate people work sometimes, but like we have to make decisions together and do things together that like we need to function as a unit on. And I don't know, sometimes that still strikes me as like a strange thing, you know, like when you make a partnership with someone it is like often a business partnership where like we have to decide stuff together. Yeah. And so it's important to know how we make decisions. Yes. Go on. I would agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it, along those lines of thought, like I similarly have tr- trouble with that abstract line of thinking of like, I, ha- I aged 28 years. I've been making decisions for myself this entire time. And like, I'm entering into this agreement that like, um, the decisions I make, like, uh, there's tiers of decisions in my life now that like there are things that affect me and like my bodily like well being in an immediate sense mm-hmm. that like I don't need advisement on you know right like yes I will have a donut at lunch like <laughs> I'm I'm allowing that to happen kind of thing did you have a donut but, at lunch uh, no I I haven't, didn't really have lunch oh no yeah oh, I'm sorry it's not your fault that was my dumbass decision. <laughs> This is what I'm talking about. Um, Perfect example. Wonderful role playing. Go on. um, But then, you know, you start getting the more, uh, I don't even know what you would really like gauge it on per se, but like there become these like echelons of choices of like, you know, you have top tier things about like, like choosing to have a family and how Mm -hmm. to raise that family and like big talk decisions, big talk decisions about like, family and career and 
where you're going to live, things like that. And then it does sort of dial down because those decisions are just like a singular yes, no on a number of smaller decisions, you know, like, yes, you're going to do, yes, you're going to live here. But like, does that mean that you need to buy a car? Like, do you need car insurance then? Like what sort of, do you both have a job opportunity? Do you like, and like, do you need seat covers for that car? Do you agree on like (laughs) the color of seat color? Yeah. Like real small. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and it is like this, you, it's the type of thing where like, you know, the text is fading from red to blue, but you can never say which, point it starts being purple you know yeah like yeah it's like there. here are the things on this and that are definitely relationship cooperative teammate decisions and over here are definitely the ones is like this is your like individual wheelhouse your place your decisions doesn't affect literally anybody but you yeah and then like there's this huge purple field in between the two that like or, like, even stuff yeah. that seems like it is just a decision about what you do with your well, time. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like, that, you know, like, there are, and I think that, like, the full red and the full blue are, like, obscured because there's all the Because they almost don't exist all the anymore. Other, exactly, yeah. Like, you know, I say that, but, like, you could get meta about it and you're like, well, you know, that donut, like, could shave, you know, minutes off my life as a Which person. Which is important to me. You yeah. Stick around. So, like, what does that mean? What does it mean to even, like, make decisions for your individual anymore? Right. Like, like everything sort and, of relates back to the team. Yeah. And the problem is, is you're, like, you're breaking a habit that you had 20 years to, 20 plus years to build for yourself. And a lot and of like, it, the, the hardest part of all of that, I think, because, like, a lot of it is effortless because, like, you just like doing those things with each other. Yeah. And, like. You wouldn't be in a relationship if there wasn't some level of commonality. Right. Or, like. On that thought process. We yeah. have common hobbies or we have common goals in our lives. Like, those things just we agreed on and we don't have to talk about it anymore. Sure. But then there's stuff like, uh, like. The, the question of, like, where will we live that I think, like, we touch on or we, uh, especially for you and me, I feel like we have ideas in our head about what the other person thinks mm-hmm. and we know what we want to do and we didn't get a chance to talk about it until someone was like, well, what do you guys feel about that? And I think, like... Well, I think the other, like, shadow there is, like, you're like an assumed declaration of a feeling of a thing mm-hmm. is like, you're having a conversation about a topic. Like we'll stick with like where we're going to live. Mm-hmm. Like you're having an, you know, a no non-committal exploratory. Look at this house. Look at this thing. Look at that kind of thing. Conversation. And like, you're building expectations on like what that means for like the other person's point of view on a thing without actually yeah. saying like, Hey, you tell me, what you feel about this topic. Yeah. Like that's come up for us like, a lot with like, especially with like, where are we going? Where are we going to live? Like the idea that like one of us floating out an idea, the other person is like, ah, that's what they want to do. Like, yeah. that's what we'll do, I guess. And like talking with our therapist lady, I think opened that conversation back up. Um, because it's insidious that like you then have this set of ideas of, like, Oh, my partner thinks these things, like, right? They are right and true. And like, your partner then tells you, I never said that. And you're like, but you the hell you did. Like, I see what you favorited on Zillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um. hell you did. Uh, well, let's talk about, let's talk about, let's back it out a little bit. Cause I think, um, 
that stuff is important and is like stuff that you get into when you talk to a marriage therapist. But like, let's talk about how we found ours and how you might find one. And then like what you can expect to maybe have happen yeah. during it. Talk to me about that. Um, I made Liz find it. <laughs> so, uh, we the know division of labor, we know each other's strengths <laughs> and mine is, uh, researching and Damon's is financing. And, uh, so I researched a bunch of therapists and in the end wound up going with, um, someone who is in the same practice as my personal therapist. Um, cause I trust her and her recommendation was good. And, um, we wound up bundle them up, bundle them up. You know, you get a discount if you bundle your services. Right. I don't think you do. I don't. Not in this case, but but (laughs) we're not here to give real advice. No real advice. Um, she, we met with her, we like emailed her and met with her to talk to her like on a preliminary level to see like, uh, what does it even mean to do couples therapy premarital? Cause like, again with like religious ones there's a course that you would maybe take that like right. they do this all the time that's like a requirement before you can get married so you have a clear thing to follow and with us because there wasn't any like religious <laughs> guidelines it was just like what are we gonna do <laughs> it was definitely it was telling when we like went to our first thing and the document that she gave us was like the intake paperwork felt very much like I give this to all couples therapy like participants yeah and some couples therapies are not as like not fun is like ooh we <laughs> as like, ours was let's, let's get psyched up for this fantastic journey we're about to yeah. go on yeah. we're like going in there to talk about like hopeful things and like and building new things and we're not talking about like problems we have sure and then there like the form was very clear that like sometimes marriages go through rocky stuff that they need help with right and uh which is also a totally valid reason to go see a couples therapist it just did not happen to be the reason you guys were no it's not it's just like but it reminded me (laughs) a reminded us of that and b i think it was like it was telling that like we are doing the secular thing here whereas like i think you know if it were with a priest or a rabbi or whoever, you know, to walk us through what it means their to be course. a religious person married. Yeah. Like probably be a little more upbeat from, <laughs> from sure. jump street, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, our, our lady was great. And she, uh, walked us through the stuff that was like, we, I think we wound up talking about a lot of the same things that people who are going through counseling as a couple for like Rocky marriage reasons would, um, but there was just a different, like emotional swing to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cause it's like ultimately, I mean, uh, we said at the beginning, but like ultimately it is all about like just communicating with this other person and like doing it in a way that is like empowering and equalizing and like it, you know, to where you don't come out of it with, uh, with sour feelings about this person that you're yeah, sure. otherwise like, enjoying your your spare time with you right know? yeah like i don't want any resentment <laughs> like yeah. this is supposed to be a thing where you're like growing together um what we wound up how many weeks would you say that we wound up going there we went once a week i mean shorthanding is six six that yeah. sounds about right um and we worked through she had like a basic course kind of that i think that uh she adapted to us for like a pre-marriage thing uh talking about the ways that we communicate and um, how we feel about ourselves, which actually wound up being a lot more important than I would have ever thought. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. couples counseling is. 
the way you treat yourself reflects on how you ask your partner to treat you. And that As was, we've said a lot of times on this podcast, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Yeah. RuPaul. RuPaul. <laughs> Quote RuPaul. Quote RuPaul. Um, but it was like that. It is a lot like that. Like if you, uh, you need to be good to yourself because this person you are with, one, they love you. And if they love you and you don't love yourself, then you're saying that their love was like a bad choice on their part. And that's kind of rude. Yeah. And then two, like they love you and they need your partnership and you need to treat yourself well and take care of yourself to be able to provide that to them. Yeah. And then three, you are a worthy person just on your own. Right. Like, like take care of yourself for general purposes. Yeah. You're good and great and you should be taking care of yourself. It's good. But yeah. Especially if you're going to embark on the, the sharing of your life with another human being. Cause yeah. yeah, you got a lot of like leaning on each other to do. Yeah. And in order to do that, uh, in any sort of equal fashion, you all need to be doing some good work on yourselves. Yeah. Um, it made me nervous to go at first because I was worried it was going to be like hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I was yeah. worried it was going to be like a lot of like um, anxious, hard feelings or like confronting a lot of stuff about me or us that I didn't like. And like in the end, I think there was a lot of stuff that like, I learned that I hadn't thought about before in a concrete way. And a big talks came out of it mm-hmm. for us. Um, it's hard to like <laughs> talk about therapy without just telling everybody like what we had therapy about. But like, uh, it was good. It was a really good learning experience to like be a closer couple and feel stronger together. I don't know, what do you think, Damon? I would do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Time for time, we'll do it again. Uh, No, uh, I think it was very, um, it solidified a lot of thoughts about things I wanted to improve from my end of things. You know, like things that I went into it knowing that I wanted to be a better partner about. Yeah. And like, um, it was refreshing in that, you know, there's comfort in knowing that like you weren't wrong to like right. to like be looking at those spots for improvement and like and she always had tactics and things like concrete things to take away to yeah. like talk about and I think like you know we have maybe like a half a dozen little phrases that we use that we rely on really heavily now yeah I think that like have already increased like our quality of like relationship considerably something I will say that I think um, we learned that kind of applies to every couple. So it doesn't feel like such a personal thing to divulge. Like we were talking about how um, I think this comes up a lot with couples or friends or anything that when you like complain or you are upset or something's happening and you lean on your partner and they try to fix it for you, it can often feel like very grating. And you're like, please don't fix it for me. I don't need you to fix it for me. I know I either know what the solution is and I'll take care of it myself. Or like, I, I don't need you to tell me what to do right now. I am just feeling distressed. So we learned to like ask each other, like, do you want help fixing this? Do you want someone to just listen to you? Or do you want me to distract you from what you're going through right now? And like, that's been endlessly helpful because we both do that yeah. we're like we try to fix things for each other because we don't want each other to be sad it's the it's the the chris traeger conundrum yeah where like that was what <laughs> he was trying to do for Anne when she was pregnant is that is just she would just be like everything sucks and i'm really like 
you know, I'm very pregnant and my everything hurts and I, this is sucks and this is bad. And he would just be like, well, how about I give you this thing or I gave you these vitamins or whatever. And that was the whole arc of that episode was about him learning how to just be like, I am recognizing when you don't actually want a solution to this thing and you just want me to be sympathetic to the fact that you have a thing you need to complain about. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's very useful from a general standpoint to just be able to like understand and like obviously it's very prevalent in couples but also like just with your friends yeah like understand that sometimes people complain to you about things or like need to vent about stuff and they don't really need you to like come up with a solution for them right and that's okay yeah Uh, and so like it's not wrong to have the instinct to want to fix it but just acknowledge that that's not always what they're actually looking for yeah if you love them you gotta figure out what they actually need right and that is a way of fixing it you know like you are, you're, if you're looking to fix something or do something actively helpful, doing the thing that they want you to do is the actively helpful thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think like that was something that we learned, uh, that has come up a lot, even in our not yet married life. <laughs> and, um, what, what else did we learn that feels like kind of universal? Um, there's like another thing. There's another cutesy phrase. I forget what it was exactly. Mm. This is great. Great programming. Great podcast material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I think it, the interesting thing there, though, is that, like, if we were in that conversation that needed it, like, I would be able to pull it out, probably. Yeah. The, like, um, oh, I'm having trouble I know. with it. What do you think? Um, if we are, like, in a heated discussion or we are getting oh, upset, yes. like, and we don't feel equipped to talk about the thing right now, um, our therapist suggested that, like, it is important to make it known that if you step away from each other to, like, take a break, you are not taking a break, like, because that is a sort of thing where you leave the other person hanging and they feel sad or scared that, like, you're upset with them forever or you're never going to talk about this thing. This is going to be a problem you have for the rest of your marriage. Um, what you should instead talk about is, like, I am upset right now and I don't feel equipped to talk about this, but we will come back to it and like say that you're taking a pause and set a time to pick it back up again. And that way both of you have time to like recuperate, do something else you need to do, think about anything else or, or just be together and pick a more appropriate time to talk about it. But you can't leave that pick appropriate time part hanging because that's the part that makes things just like distressing. Right. Cause when you're mm-hmm. waiting, when you're like, I don't know when we're going to talk about this again, or if we're just going to eventually quietly decide to never talk about it again. Yeah. And then we're just like going to look away from that corner for the rest of our lives. Right. Or is it, are they just going to be mad at me for the rest of the day? When will they not be mad at me anymore? And yeah. like, it's good. Like it's, it's okay to take the pause. Cause I think that's something right. that I had trouble with a lot is like, I don't want to stop talking about a thing until we've, figured it out Mm -hmm. but sometimes you need to take a break yeah sometimes it's okay to just be like all right let's everybody time out do something else for a second (laughs) and then we'll come back to this with a with a clearer head and a better idea of how to actually solve it yeah Yeah. and like removed from the heat of the moment well i think the thing i like about it too is like it separates like you from the the problem yes it's like yeah you know it's not that the you know it's not that the problem's not a problem but like there's so many other facets of you as a team beyond that thing that's causing issues right now. Right. And like, you can say like, this is the thing that we're going to handle down the line. Right. But right now 
we're in line at Whole Foods and like let's accomplish like the rest of this and then go <laughs> this do thing a thing first, yeah. and like you know check those other like life things off your list and then you know all of a sudden you get back to the problem and you're like oh that all sucks but like this other person does X Y and Z for me right and like removing it from that like yeah from that context sure whereas like you know if you didn't acknowledge the like hey this problem is happening, but I'm just going to be mad at you for the next, you know, period of time. Right. Like it paints everything that's going on in that light. It of makes like, everything seem so much more dire. And it yeah. makes that this one fight feel like the thing that will tear you apart forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a thing that like any people, like group of people or couple or like family would go through and you're not going to break. Like, right. but sometimes you don't agree. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Man, it was very helpful, I think. And uh, ours was covered under my insurance, which Mm -hmm. we're both on, which has been great. Um, But sometimes it's not. And there are places that offer, like, payment plans for that kind of thing if it's something that you want to do. Yeah, if it's something that you really feel like is going to be good and useful to you, like, there are... There are resources, so don't get discouraged if it's like, my insurance doesn't cover this, or, you know, I can't find someone that takes my insurance or whatever. Yes. Um, There are... There are other means of getting it done, so do a little, do a little googling, yes. and you might find something that's useful. I will say there's a good website. Um, it's a mostly good website. The URL could use an update. It's called Therapist Finder, but when you look at it on the internet, oh, that's a Tobias Funke moment. It's a little bit of a Tobias Funke moment, and I was like, wow, that's a little. Hope I wonder how many people accidentally googled this. <laughs> God, yeah, that's like. I feel like I would do that. Like that should be the the. URL for like the sex offender registry. Right. <laughs> like I need to be sure. Um, but therapistfinder.com, although the URL is questionable, has a good like resource for finding someone um, who is they in your. They picked the wrong word. They let's did pick be, the wrong word. Let's just be real. It should have been like, like mental health finder or something. No, I just meant therapists in general. Oh, like, it's a bad choice. At the beginning of, of therapists. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a great word. I don't know which one came first, but if therapists came first, they should have picked something else. Or yeah. if therapists came second, they should have picked something else. Um, uh, but they have a good resource for finding people in your area, both for like personal therapy and also for like LMFT therapists who can help you out. If you are getting married and you would like to do that or your relationship needs some love, like that's also perfectly valid Yeah, and a great choice, you know? Yeah. Therapy is a great choice. Yeah. And I think that like in general, there's, I feel like there is slightly less of it these days than perhaps there once was, but I think there still is a great deal of stigma about like choosing to go see a therapist as an individual or as a couple. Um, and you know, for, for whoever of you listens to this podcast, I would just want to reiterate that like, it does not mean that you are failing at anything. If you decide to go have a professional whose job it is to help you help you with something. Sometimes you need help. If you were suffering from kidney failure, you would not feel bad about not having kidneys that worked perfectly. Right. Exactly. Go to a doctor. Or like if you were like, huh, there's something in my body that is feeling weird. I don't really know what it is. It's maybe not completely an emergency, right? But I would like for someone to just like, look at it. You would go to a doctor as opposed to just like, having your cousin Johnny come over with the, with a little like operation board and just like poke at you for a while <laughs> or just like doing or it by yourself and being out. like, Hmm, like which, if I stab myself, 
over yeah. and over in different parts of my body, like what's going to hurt the most. Yeah. Go and talk to somebody. They're there for you on purpose. That's what they do. Yeah. That's literally what they get paid the big bucks for. And there's no threshold you have to cross to be like deserving of mental health care. Nope. You don't have to be like in crisis in order to do it. Your relationship does not have to be in crisis in order to do it. No. Your relationship does not even have to be in a bad place in order for you to do it. You can just be like, huh, I would like for us to do whatever the, like insert into the blank here, you know, build a toolkit, build a like, toolkit, learn how to communicate better, figure out what we really want, like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's a totally valid thing to do and especially a valid thing to do if you're about to embark on the the task of being married to one another the joy and burden of marriage <laughs> which is a big and complex thing it is a big and complex thing and like the person that you are with is a big and complex person and yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> speak for yourself Liz <laughs> kettle <laughs> <laughs> But it's like you can't you can't know what another person is thinking anyway without talking to them about it. And sometimes you need to get some tools to constructively talk about things. And that's fine and good. Do you have more thoughts, Damon? No, I'm in agreement. I just went on this like metaphysical like path in my head where like your brain is not yourself. Like your brain is like a massive tissue that has chemicals flying through it. And like yourself is like an undefinable thing. This probably has more to do with your gut bacteria than we want to admit. But do you like, think that you, your like consciousness comes from your intestinal gut bacteria? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought I knew at various points in my life, but like but the more I, the more that science like peels back and like the more that reality itself breaks down around me. <laughs> it's like, who really even knows? Man, this got super metaphysical. I'm a head in a jar somewhere, but like, not even a head. Who knows? Just Probably a, just matrix a brain. thing, you know? Yeah. But it is it is like that. Like, your brain is another organ, and, like, your self does not revolve or like it. The same way that your self does not revolve around your kidney health, your self does not revolve around your brain health. Unless it does. Unless it does. Unless it does. We're not doctors. Either we don't we're know. Not doctors. Yeah, we're not doctors. <laughs> go don't talk take to somebody. Don't take medical advice from us. This is why you need to go to a therapist, because <laughs> they'll know more about this stuff. Yes. But my, my whole point is you, need, you don't need to prove that you are worth mental health care, and you don't need to tough it, things out that are hard. Right. You can go get help, and it's okay. Yeah. And you can go get help with your partner if you and your partner are having a hard time. But you can also go get help with your partner if you just want to, like, build up a set of tools for when things are hard. Yeah, because, like, it's life. Things are going to be hard sometimes. It happens. And, like, I think it's it is perhaps naive to be like, I will be married and nothing will ever be bad again. Happily ever after, off into the sunset, and then we stop following the story because <laughs> things get funky. <laughs> yeah, like... Shit's going to get hard. That's how living a life works by yourself, but especially living a life in tandem with another human being. Like you're not always going to agree on stuff and things are going to get more complex than you intended. And it is always useful to understand how to have those conversations and how to like work through things in a productive way as a team. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, even if you feel great about everything right now, like sometimes shit's going to be hard and that is fine. And it does not mean that you have failed and it does not mean that no. your marriage has failed. Uh, it just means that like, you got to figure out how to deal with it. And sometimes it's better and more useful to learn that kind of stuff ahead of time. Yeah. And it also important to say that like, even if your relationship winds up ending someday, like it doesn't mean it was a failure. Oh like, yeah. You had a relationship and it was important to you and a good bit of your life. And after that, 
who knows what comes next, but like it was not a bad choice or a bad thing that you did to like be with that person. This said, my goal is to be in this for the long haul. <laughs> so, which I think is great and and good. Damon, this is on a constant revision. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we just what was it last night? Uh, our friend Dan said something about like somebody's circle of friends was going through like their first round of like friends who are getting divorced and our friend Dan made some crack that was like, well, Damon and Liz are only like a year from that anyway. And I went, yeah, here's to one more year. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. He thinks we're going to make it a year. (laughs) I went through my first round of, of friend divorces, like very early. Yeah. Wow. Like, I don't know, three or four years ago. I feel like I haven't really gone through my first round of friend marriages. I went through a lot. I think it was because I was very young when I started college. So sure. a lot of my friends from college like got married while I was still in college. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think like four or five couples. I think five couples who met at my first college while we were all in school together um, subsequently got married. And uh, th- that was back. I think all of them had gotten married by like. 2011 maybe wow. and all of them are divorced now uh so it happens sometimes it does it'll happen. go through cycles and and sometime you know it just life happens your relationship is your relationship and it was a good thing while you had it and hopefully you can have it for as long as it is good exactly and i think we're gonna do better than a year but who knows <laughs> I believe in you guys. I think you're going to tough it out. After all that therapy, we at least get two, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Otherwise, isn't there like a guarantee? Yeah. We sign we a our money back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like therapy's got to at least give you like another heart container. Right. <laughs> you know? One heart container. Boodly doodly doodly doo. <laughs> yeah. So you we leveled the, up. That's go to the fairy is. fountain and get, get your... Fill it up with the... Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like you do. Anyway, this has been My Zelda Industrial Complex. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage podcast for Lincoln right. Zelda. Um, Did you me? No, I don't think so. All right. I think... I think there's like one game where there's any level of romance to it at all. Yeah, it's... I don't know. They're like friends in Skyward Sword. But yeah. it's like yeah. friends with like, like googly eyes. Also, like, I personally think both of them are queer but that's a separate conversation i'm pretty sure link might be a lady anyway yeah listen this is a whole separate conversation (laughs) about the gender and sexuality politics of the legend of zelda franchise which sounds like a podcast a lot of people would listen to yeah i would (laughs) if you would listen to that please email us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com that was a great segue liz uh or you can send us a, a review on itunes you Please. know, and ask us that question or tell us you would listen to that podcast in there. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll, after we get married, we'll just switch it into a gender politics and Zelda. <laughs> yeah, podcast. exactly. That's like the natural progression after most marriage podcasts, right? Yeah. That's what I've always thought. <laughs> this is how blank check started out. That <laughs> was a Star Wars podcast at the beginning. And then it just now turned it's like into every podcast yeah. or every movie. Well, yeah. it's sort of like, um, uh, uh, to mention the McElroys in another podcast episode, <laughs> but the one that Griffin does with his wife is oh. now called Wonderful, but it used to be a Bachelor podcast. Yeah. So, listen. Did they do that because they got married? No, I don't think no. so. I think is it was just because the they stopped watching The Bachelor. 
<laughs> That's fine. It was an extra long season break. And, and then we're like, ugh. Well, the see, dead the time. seasons are broken for like a week and a half from The Bachelor, I feel like. Anyway, I don't watch that show. Um, email us. <laughs> Uh, find our website find at, our website um, at mywedding.industrialcomplex.wordpress.com. My you want to try that I'll again? Say, <laughs> no, I'll say it right someday. <laughs> uh, please shout out to us on uh, Twitter. No, we're not on Twitter. Do we have Twitter? This is like the last time you said we had a Tumblr, and now I said we have a Twitter. People are going to get real confused. We should get a Twitter. We'll we get a Twitter next Instagram. time. We have an Instagram, which is mwic underscore podcast. Yes. At, at gmail.com. <laughs> I was going to apologize for throwing oh you guys off, but God. that's... <laughs> no, we, your we've done it all to oh. ourselves. This is normal standard operating procedure for Email us. Email us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on WordPress. Uh, I'm not going to say that one again. And then find us on Instagram at mwic underscore podcast. Uh, rate us and review us on your podcatcher of choice because we're on Stitcher now, which yep. is great. And also Apple and Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Uh, and check out our composer, Charles E. Miller, at her website, charlesemiller.com. She's got music and stuff and you should buy it and give her all the money give yeah. her all the money you should do it every money you have uh and so for today's episode extra special thanks to damon for joining us i guess thanks <laughs> you did great thank you <laughs> and today and all days go see a therapist and do what you can afford <laughs> go see a therapist